Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And I'm Laura Brodnick. And today, something incredible has happened. I heard you yell from your desk. <laughs> now, we are currently sitting next to each other in the office, but it was still a yell. I thought you'd be gifted like a meet and greet with Taylor Swift or something. Oh, no, I wouldn't yell. I would just break down in oh, tears. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm really excited because a very strange movie is apparently out. News to all of us, but it is the Blood and Honey Winnie the Pooh-based horror film. Okay, we did a whole segment on this movie. I can't believe this movie's out and we didn't realise. I can't believe we weren't invited to a screening. I can't believe they didn't get us, like, all the spillers together. This is our movie. I know. Like, this was my moment. It can't be our weekend watch now. We've already talked about it. Just well, so it's not going to be knows. weekend watch because that's tomorrow. And well, you can't go see it tonight, are you? I don't know. Could it's do. limited release. You'll have to drive to, like, one cinema on the outskirts of Sydney. Look, I'm pretty excited about it. So, you know, you never know. That's potentially for tomorrow. But anyway, today... It is the week of Rihanna. I'm sure everyone has seen that her British Vogue cover is out and we need to talk about the real story behind her baby reveal as well as something we've noticed about pregnant celebrities. I feel like Laura might have an unpopular opinion. Yeah, don't cancel me. Or do, or do. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second, but first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gosh? I want more headlines. Okay, so in exciting movie news today, or at least for me, Warner Brothers has released the first official images for the upcoming sequel to The Joker. So that obviously came out in 2019, starring Joaquin Phoenix, directed by Todd Phillips. Did really well at the box office, caused a heap of controversy. Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar for it. Mm. So that was all very exciting. And now the photos from the sequel are here, starring Lady Gaga, who was the first person to share the images to her Instagram account. She's excited. The name of the movie is... Just, <laughs> I was just about to say, can you pronounce the name of the movie for me? Okay. Just a note on pronunciations. Sometimes you pronounce things wrong. And sometimes I don't have a French accent. I'm from Townsville. It's not going to sound cute. The name of the movie is Joker Foley Adieu. Foley Adieu, which is actually important to note the title because they could have just called it Joker 2, but they've gone with Foley Adieu because plot details for the movie have not been released, but that is a reference to a delusion or mental illness shared by two people, which gives you an idea of what's going to happen. So obviously Joaquin Phoenix is playing the Joker character and Lady Gaga is playing the Harley Quinn character. So what's interesting there is obviously Harley Quinn is a huge character in pop culture and was really brought more into mainstream 
via Margot Robbie in the Suicide Squad movies. She's been asked about it because I think everyone thought there was going to be a bit of beef there. And she said something really interesting that it was her dream for Harley Quinn to become one of those characters that a lot of different actresses take on in different ways and bring their own spin to. Very much how Batman has become for actors where everyone gets to have a little bit of a go. (laughs) We'll pop the photo up on our Instagram account. My only worry here is that obviously Harley Quinn is a really huge, intense character. She was a doctor at the asylum. Are you across this? Yes. Yes. And I just forget where you're a nerd. (laughs) I know. I'm quite specific in my nerddom, but yeah, I'm aware. She was a psychologist working at the asylum. She falls in love with the Joker kind of in the comics. A few things happen and she becomes his like craze lover, sometimes enemy. She becomes a supervillain in her own right. Really intense. My worry here is that Lady Gaga (laughs) is a method actor. (laughs) Yeah. You know, she's already got the French accent. Yeah, exactly. And she's doing other stuff because when she was in House of Gucci, Mm. she had to have like a clinical nurse with her at all times because she went so deep into the psychosis of the character, she says, that her life was on the line and she says no actor should ever do what I did, (laughs) which is sad because no one liked that movie and she didn't get an Oscar nomination for it. So I think she's going hard for another Oscar nomination here. I'm worried about that, gal. I know. I just, (laughs) but also I'm here for it. If anyone's going to play this character and really live it, it'll be Lady Gaga. So that's all we know about it. The movie's coming out October 4 of this year. Get excited. Okay, well, Laura's favourite celebrity couple, <laughs> Ben and Jen. I mean, you joke, but I tell, like I said to you yesterday, I think I've come around on them again. Oh, God, I've got <laughs> things to say about that. But Ben and Jen, Benifer, as we all call them, have debuted new matching tattoos for Valentine's Day because, of course, they have. <laughs> it's just a natural step for these two. We'll put the pics up on Instagram if you want to have a look. But JLo's is a red ink eternity sign under her rib with an arrow and their names written in the loop. It's like infinity sign, arrows under the ribs. That's kind of like the trifecta of a basic bitch yeah, tattoo. Yeah, it's a basic bitch tattoo <laughs> from the early 2000s. I'm surprised it's not on her lower it's back. It's straight from Pinterest. <laughs> Ben's is two arrows that crisscross and they're tied together with a string and has the letters J and B on either side. JLo shared this on Instagram with the hashtag commitment is sexy, which is just so on brand. But the funniest part is that she also wrote, look for more deets on V-Day coming to on the JLo soon. (laughs) Not on the JLo. Oh, my God. I try to be on board with this woman. I swear to God. I'm trying to be team Benefer again. I actually thought this was real. You know, I was a big fan of their Dunkin' Donuts commercial. I'm not going to lie. I swung back around to them. The tattoos, I was like, they're giving us what we need in terms of wacky slur behaviour. Get out of here with on the JLo. Stop data mining. She knows what she's doing. I have refreshed my inbox multiple times today. I'm like, where are the details? How's J-Lo? Because unlike you, I did sign up. I know. I'm in a standoff with J-Lo. She's unaware of our feud, but it's deep. You know what I'm going to say, though? If she was seriously in love, she'd get that Phoenix tattoo on her back. Oh, my So they could have matching ones. It's all cute and fun games to get a little arrow under your ribcage, but I'll believe they're (laughs) in love when she has a full back tattoo with a Phoenix. I would honestly love to see that. (laughs) They make me cringe so much, and so I'm kind of like, you are so annoying, but I also appreciate that because sometimes we just need a bit of cringe. They're really swinging between two different types of yeah. celebrity. Like they had the cool low-key wedding in Las Vegas. Everyone was on board with them. And then they kind of ruined it in a way with the big <laughs> opulent three-day wedding that mm. kind of didn't gain any traction and didn't feel like them after the other yeah. wedding. And then obviously the Grammys wasn't great for them because all everyone could talk about was Sad F, like the return. But I kind of liked that. Yeah, I feel like exactly. that's a good brand Very on for brand for them. <laughs> 
And then I think they just came swinging with a Dunkin' Donuts commercial, <laughs> which, as you know, I was a fan of because I was like, oh, they're so aware of the mm. humour around them and they're leaning into it and they're not trying to be all elusive and cool. Like, they're here to be our daggy parents. Like, not that 50s and late 40s is old at all. But you've got to think, like, they're in an older demographic yeah. and they're leaning into this dagginess for the fans who appreciate that. But then on the J-Lo comes back around and I just can't. I have to get off the train again. It all just comes back to on the J-Lo. Look, I'm going to keep refreshing my inbox <laughs> if we know. have more details. I want the same level of screaming that you had for the Winnie the Pooh murder movie. I'm not sure I'm quite there yet with these two, but, hey, we'll keep an eye out for more deets. Okay, so, yes, we are talking about Rihanna again, but as you said at the top of the episode, we're just embracing that it's the week of Rihanna. She's busy. She's got a lot going on. So this morning we all woke up to the news that she was on the new cover of Vogue with her partner ASAP Rocky and also their beautiful unnamed child. <laughs> I want to know so bad. So bad. You For no reason. So I'm just cool. nosy, like, because she's holding out on it. I'm like, tell that's, her. Well, I think that's <laughs> the only thing interesting about a baby, really, mm. because a, ba- a baby's a baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, no, in a bad way, but, like, obviously it's cute. All babies are cute. I think that. And then, like, weight and stuff, I don't know. And, like, it doesn't have a personality yet. And so <laughs> when celebrities have a baby, the only thing I care about is the no, name. That's true. And then the name is just in your brain forever. I know. That's the weirdest thing. I know every <laughs> single celebrity baby name. Tell me once, I'll remember forever. <laughs> anyway, the interview is called Rihanna Reborn, How a Megastar Became a Mother. Okay, I'm sorry to keep interrupting you. Okay. We'll get to the crux of this eventually, but we? we can't say how she became a mother. We know how yeah I just feel like not a great title oh my god I actually thought that too how she became a mother I'm like was that in question we're aware also it doesn't really answer that question in any kind of great detail so anyway I'm glad (laughs) so the interview has been done by Giles Hattersley and I have to say as soon as I started reading the Vogue interview I was like god bless you Rihanna every one of your big interviews starts the same way yeah and that is with a journalist being just completely messed around and I respect her for that because, you know, she's done Vogue interview covers before and other big profile interviews and they always happen days after they were meant to. They always happen at weird times through the night. The sun is never up. Exactly. Or remember when, like, Abby Aguirre, who's a really famous celebrity interviewer, got five minutes notice or something that she Mm. was going to interview Rihanna and she starts off the interview by saying that because I think she wanted to be honest and everyone roasted her and then Rihanna had to publicly come to her defence and say, it's not her fault. I literally gave her two seconds notice and I think she handled it really well. So in classic Rihanna style, Giles starts off this profile by writing, one of the many surprising elements of interviewing Rihanna is that when she is finally ready to meet me, she sends her driver across Los Angeles to pick me up. Divine, I think. That is lovely. Never had a celebrity do that for me. And then he goes on to say, so classy, though I should perhaps mention that when the tank-sized Cadillac arrives and he talks about the interior and also that it smells like Rihanna inside (laughs) and it smells amazing Mm. and, like, this sounds so fun, we're so into it, I'm a bit jealous, next minute he says it's 3.26 (laughs) a.m. because that is the time she finally sent him a text and said, I am now ready to talk. He goes on to say, a charming driver called Myron waves hello and pulls onto the eerily empty streets of West Hollywood, gliding towards Beverly Hills in the dead of night. And he suggests this is all completely normal and that in Rihanna's world, time is just a construct. <laughs> She's the only person that could get away with it. 100%. Everyone else, everyone like, that's such a dick move, but it's very on brand for her. So it just like fits in with why we like her. Exactly. We were saying earlier in the week when we were talking about Rihanna that there's so many things about what she does or things she says that if it was anyone else, yeah. we'd be like, that's a bit of a diva, it's unlikable. But because it's Rihanna and her brand is to expect this, everyone's very on board with it. To be fair to her, you do find 
later in the article that she finished Super Bowl rehearsals at midnight, mm-hmm. but also he's like, is the baby sleeping through the night? And she's like, yes, but doesn't mean <laughs> I sleep through the night. Don't be weird. Because she notoriously records her albums at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., she calls it rock star time. And she doesn't even look tired. That's annoying to me. Yeah, exactly. So this is just <laughs> what happens to her. So, you know, he goes to the home of Rihanna. It's 4 a.m. now. They're chatting and they get into a few different things. There's a bit about the Super Bowl. Obviously, this interview was done well before the Super Bowl. Mm. And I feel like it really kind of cemented some of the questions we had, like why didn't she do big gimmicks and costume changes? And she was like, man, it's 13 minutes. I'm just going to go out and rock out. You'll get what you get. You'll like it. Love that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. She kind of answered those questions. She was so aware of the ruckus that was going to happen in the conversation around her pregnant stomach beforehand, which is so interesting <laughs> looking back on how we all reacted now that she knew <laughs> that was coming. But then she gets on to the privacy around her child. So she's obviously got the baby in the Vogue shoot. There's beautiful pictures of both her and ASAP Rocky and the baby. The baby's on the cover. And then she goes into talking about how her baby photos were first revealed to the world. We talked about this on The Spill at the time, that when she first put up a TikTok of her baby, that something had happened because that baby had been kept under very tight wraps and all of a sudden it was everywhere and it was such a big reveal and it did feel like something had happened behind the scenes. Like we were sort of aware that there was a bit of pressure on them to release the images. And in this Vogue interview, they talk about the fact that it actually happened on the Vogue shoot. So they say they were shooting on the beach, everything's going great and then a security guard's eyes narrow and he sees something it's a little reflection down the beach which is a telltale sign there's a paparazzi there and also they say Rihanna has been in the game too long to miss this and she immediately clocks it. There's a paparazzi there taking photos of her child that she has not shared anything. And she goes on to say, it's a thing you never want to happen. We get to decide as parents and how we do that. End of story. And then she goes on to say that on this Vogue shoot, when she saw that pap, I just went straight into protective mode. There wasn't even time for rage. Rocky and me, we drove to the trailer area and we sat in the car chatting, working out how to move forward. As parents, it just feels so icky like a violation and as we were speaking we knew the paparazzi were making calls and deals and she goes on to say they just couldn't bear the idea of the first public glimpse of their son being photos they hadn't consented to and taken in such a horrible way and sold to the highest bidder which is pretty gross to think about so she quickly just sent a couple of cute candid photos that she already had on a camera to a blogger that she was friends with and then she joined tiktok posted a video (laughs) it got 20 million views in like two seconds and then she logged off Mm -hmm. i love that I found this part really interesting because we know that celebrities have to deal with paparazzi. We talk about it all the time. I think seeing it laid out from a reporter's perspective was really fascinating. Gail says that, you know, Rihanna is battle-worn and pragmatic about this and that shows kind of, one, the level of her fame, but two, that this is a daily discussion that she kind of has to constantly be thinking about this, right? And then obviously when you have a child involved, it really creates some ethical issues. And there obviously were those rules a few years ago where so many outlets so they wouldn't post paparazzi photos of kids, but there's still so many outlets now that will take them and they would have gone for so much money. So I understand why she has to beat them to the punch. Yeah, and then getting on to the rest of the profile, there's quite a lot in there about her pregnancy and sort of postpartum. Obviously, she's pregnant again at the time. Giles wasn't aware, and then that all kind of came out, you know, earlier in the week. So they do talk a lot about dressing for pregnancy. It was such a big thing when Rihanna was pregnant, her pregnancy fashion. And she actually says that dressing for pregnancy was such a piece of cake. Love that energy. But then she said that it was sort of postpartum where she was like, 
what the fuck do you do? Yeah, I thought that was interesting because what she's saying about easily dressing for a pregnancy, obviously that's not for everyone because the baby's inside. It's very cute to show off the bump and have <laughs> yeah. the decorative like crystals over her stomach mm-hmm. and all these beautiful clothes. Kind of everything was molded around the bump. And then the thing is after that, you're expected to just pop back to the yeah. way you were before. And like society thinks it's not as cute to have a bigger stomach. A lot of people like the stomach stays really bloated. Like you look pregnant for quite mm. a while afterwards not everyone obviously but a lot of people and it doesn't bounce back sometimes for people ever and I think that what the change there is that society doesn't deem that stomach to be sexy like I'm sure there'd be a very different reaction and maybe not for Rihanna because she's like a unicorn but for the average person (laughs) or other celebrities I think there'd be a very different reaction to having a postpartum stomach out on a red carpet with crystals draped over it it would be a very different reaction So much of the commentary around pregnancy bodies is based on the assumption that the body is bigger, in quotes, temporarily. Yes. People will be like, oh, wow, you must be about to pop. And then there's all the commentary about bouncing back. And it's like we still consider the ideal, again, in quote marks, pregnancy body is one that is thin outside of this bump. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of been my thought that's been rolling around my head since the Super Bowl because there was this huge conversation about how amazing Rihanna was to have Mm -hmm. her pregnant body up on that stage, how amazing it was to see a pregnant woman doing, you know, something so incredible and also just doing her job. Everyone had a hot take. Everyone had a think piece about it. And then at the same time, we'd had the Brit Awards and you had stars like Jessie J with like their very pregnant stomachs out on full display, Mm -hmm. looking beautiful, very much like Rihanna with an outfit that is molded to show off the pregnant body. And there was this conversation like online and in my friendship groups and in the office about how like finally, you know, we're celebrating pregnancy and we're celebrating this body and we're not saying that women can't be sexy in pregnancy and it's finally being celebrated. And for me, this kind of goes to show like, how much your own life experience can change your view. Because Mm. from my view as someone who hasn't been pregnant, I was thinking, but isn't that the thing that women still get celebrated for the most out of anything in the whole world is marriage and pregnancy and especially pregnancy in a very specific way. And I know that like you get celebrated for it, but you get torn down if you do anything Mm -hmm. wrong, if you don't look the right way, I understand all that. But it made me think about how the celebrities and the bodies we're celebrating are still an ideal body type Mm -hmm. because they're bodies that are already conventionally thin or small and that have only had the little what we call like a little cute pregnancy pop, the unicorn bump, you know, that sort of thing. These celebrities like a Jessie J or Rihanna who have what is still seen in grocer circles as the ideal pregnancy bump. And then I can't stop thinking about someone like a Kim Kardashian who I think is always the biggest example of this. Those Gala photos. Exactly. And all the photos after that where she's called a whale and disgusting because she didn't just have one little bump and look normal. She had swelling all over her body. She was quite sick. She put on weight in all different areas as so many pregnant women do. That's not a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And then she was really chastised for it and mocked for it. And I think that people like to think we wouldn't do that now, but we absolutely would. Rihanna just looked like an ideal pregnant woman. Because Rihanna is a unicorn. As yeah, exactly. She's Rihanna. And I do think like not to be completely like naive about it, because I remember back like when that Vanity Fair cover came out with Demi Moore and she was pregnant and she had a baby mm. bump and there was uproar over that. People were so angry. There were complaints. It was getting taken off newsstands. Like sponsors were pulling pulling out. (laughs) Like, so we have come a lot further from those days where no one had that reaction. But I still think that there's this celebration that's happening, but it's only for one type of pregnancy. Yeah, totally. So we will link the full British Vogue article in the show notes. Give it a read. It's a good one. 
Well, thank you for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brodnick and Jerry Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au and on the Instagram page. See ya. Bye. Na, 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 na.